What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched Sneakers, a film from 1992 that has everyone in it. Yeah, everyone in it. All, all of the actors. I recognized some of them. Who ever lived <laughs> were in it. All, I, all and male. They kept, and they kept showing up. Yeah, they kept showing up. Like, until the end, and it's like, what? You're like, um, every actor. Is in this movie. Every male actor. Yeah. He's got Robert Redford. I'm reading down the poster. Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, Ben Kingsley, Mary McDonald, the sole female character. Uh, yeah, actor yeah. as well. River Phoenix, Sidney Poitier, David Strayhorn. Strayhorn? I don't sure. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but he's he's part of the list of everybody. He is part of the list. And then James Earl Jones shows up at the very, very end. Yeah. So... Everyone. Everyone's in this movie. Like, every actor. And all of the, like, secondary characters are all people you'll recognize. It's like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, yeah. You'll recognize. The only, <laughs> like, secondary character I didn't recognize was um, the one who played the young Marty. That's that's. Yeah, I don't know one. that I recognized him, but, but I, I don't know that I didn't recognize him I recognized him young either. Cosmo. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I recognize the Every, NSA yeah, guys. Yeah. They're all that guy. Yeah, okay. It's like, hey, it's that guy. Um, Young Marty. I should pull it up on. It's in Twin Peaks. Cool. For one episode, so no. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah, remember that. No. I'm not going to remember that. Um, I do not recognize any of his other major roles looking at IMDb. But, uh, oh, okay. Joe Mar. Yeah. Joe Joe Mar was his name and yeah. his, his credited name. Yeah. Um but Yeah, what'd you think of the movie, Amy? No, Joe Mar was Cosmo. Yeah. Gary Hirschberger was Marty. Bishop. Um Okay, so this was my guess that this podcast today will be about twenty minutes long. Yeah, that's, I don't have a lot to say about that's this. my <laughs> Yes. That's and that's a reasonable guess. A lot of times we're like, I don't have much to say, and like an hour and a half later, we're like, oh, well. I guess I did. Maybe you did have a few things yeah. to say. Uh, I think this landed in the kind of mediocre. I I thought it was cute. It was cute. I was bored. Yeah. I was bored through most of it. Again, it's, uh, is it just because I'm like. It's Saturday afternoon and I'm sleepy, or is it a very just kind of slow-paced movie? I, I wanted the pace to pick up a little bit more, and I wanted it to land a little bit more. Are we doing more serious spy thriller? Are we doing more lighter tone, slightly comedic, heisty thing? Yeah. And it was somewhere in the middle and muddled. Yeah. I, I wrote one of my notes was that like this started as a spy movie and then it stopped being a spy movie and became a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched the trailer for it beforehand and it was like, they're not spies. They're not bank robbers. They're sneakers, which is. Oh, I just got that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about the title of the film. Yeah. What that meant. Um, which is not a term I've heard anywhere outside of this film. Like, I don't know if that is a phrase used to describe people who do penetration testing, which is what the business is presented as, is they're they're penetration testers. They get hired by organizations to test how effective their security is. Um, 
so just going back, these are our first impressions. Mm-hmm. It's a 30-year-old film. The spoiler cap is off. It's over. It's uh, 30 we're, years old. Yeah. But we're So we're going to have, we're going to talk about the whole thing. Yes. So spoilers. Including the spoilers. Uh, so the, the basic plot is, so there's this penetration team. They yeah, have, they're sneakers. They, they they're all a bit goofy. They all have kind of slightly criminal backgrounds, and mm-hmm. now they work... Um, for Robert Redford. Robert Redford, whose name is Marty, Marty Bishop. And, yeah, they're hired to find security vulnerabilities. Yeah, and we get a little prologue at the beginning with Marty and his friend breaking into financial securities yeah. com- computers. When they're college days. Yeah. So in the 60s. And, and one of them gets captured, and the other one is Robert Redford. <laughs> yeah. He, and they get... Um, so when we jump back to the 90s, the two NSA agents come in no. to the team and no. they're like, we, we know need your you. secret. We know your secrets. We're going to like kind of low-key blackmail you into go getting this thing by this mathematician that's yeah. going to be really important to cartography. The MacGuffin. <laughs> the MacGuffin. It, I will say it was it was like a pure ideal of a MacGuffin like the thing that it was had no impact on the plot whatsoever yeah it's like go get this box go get a black box well it was a world changing device and that it could break into like any US yes but the the fact that it was a world changing device didn't actually matter like what kind of world changing device it was an important object that they have to go steal have to go steal and then they do steal it, and they send it to the NSA guys, and oh wait. They're not the NSA they're guys. They're not from the NSA. Who do they work for? Uh-oh. Yeah, which, if this was a spy movie, I think would introduce some interesting, like, back and forth, and like, who do you trust, and who knows what, and this wasn't a spy movie, <laughs> and it turned into a heist movie, and they just had to steal it back. Yes. Um. But the tone was hard to tell. Is are we serious? Yeah. Or are we lighter? Are we joking? Are we? Yeah. Well, because you have like Dan Aykroyd's character, Mother, is kind of a goofy name, and he's a conspiracy theorist, and it's Dan Aykroyd, so he's playing things to the wall in terms of comedy, which is not surprising. That's kind of his mode. But then you have him opposite Sidney Poitier, who is not in a comedy. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying Sidney Poitier can't do comedic acting. I've seen actually very few of his films. Um, but he doesn't seem to be in He's not same. playing comic. Yeah. He's not playing it up in the same way that Dan Aykroyd is and then David Strathairn in kind of a very weird middle space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and River Phoenix is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, adding nothing to the story. These, these are all, yeah. all, all true things. I, Wikipedia's first line describes it as a comedy caper film. Not that Wikipedia, whoever wrote this article, yeah. like they're not definitive, knows. and genres are made up anyway. Genres are, um, but I definitely disagree with it being a comedy caper film. Yeah, well, and I think I mean we watch a lot of caper TV, like Hustle, which I think falls in that space, and Leverage, Leverage which is. Just so much fun. Uh, Lupin. Yeah. Which is not light. That, that's serious. It's, it's pretty serious, it's pretty yeah. Serious. Um, but we've 
I mean, the the caper film and the caper show as a cousin of are a thing we enjoy, and I I think we really enjoy well told capers. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one didn't bring a lot to the table um, in terms of caper films, heist films. It wasn't an interesting quote unquote villain. Or an interesting MacGuffin. Yeah. Or an interesting... Um, any part of the, the bad guys <laughs> part of the story. I would say the fact that they were in a secret toy factory was interesting. That was the cover. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, Ben Kingsley plays the, the villain. villain. And, and the reason for it, like... Him stealing the MacGuffin, which was kind of to get back at Marty Bishop, who turns out to be um, his friend that got friend. captured. Yeah, Cosmo was his friend in college who got captured when they were doing computer hacky mm-hmm. things. Um, turns out he didn't die. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, so Cosmo steals it to kind of back at Marty Bishop to also kind of like collapse the financial market because yeah. money is bad, but um, but it wasn't real fleshed out. Wasn't why why it it was just really small potatoes to me. <laughs> With a device this powerful, the 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 plan was very small, small thinking. Yeah. I mean, to the film's benefit. I don't think people had as casual an understanding of encryption as they do nowadays. You know, thirty-plus years ago. Uh, yeah. um, well, I mean, we we think about encryption a lot more because computers are ubiquitous now, and we, you know, people talk about their VPNs and how it's safe, even though it's not really different than just using HTTPS and all that sort of stuff is. Much more a part of the lexicon. So, like, the the visual shorthand of having whispers break into various web-linked systems. I almost said websites. And it's like, oh, the screens are all goofy, but if I plug it into this chip, it decodes it all. Was was a very entry-level understanding of what encryption does and how encryption works. That's true. Whispers is the tech guy. Yeah, Whispers is the tech guy, played by David Strathairn as a blind man, which I thought was neat. It was neat, but I thought it was also like really relying on sound. Yes, <laughs> like um, like Daredevil. Like that's the idea that that people who lose a sense have heightened yes, other senses, which is not great representation as far as those things go. I mean, I wouldn't expect it to be different in a film from no. but yeah he uses his sound as kind of his superpower to figure yeah. things out you can hear and things good it's important because he encourages the other characters to think through the sound of a situation yeah. you know which was which was neat at oh, least neat. as That's a different how, way of approaching a problem after marty bishop gets kidnapped they're mm-hmm. able to retrace his steps by the sounds he heard yeah. while he was in the the car trunk and a lot of the technology that he was using like the the not the braille keyboard but the braille um, display mm-hmm. that is an electronic like can can do braille. He wasn't using it 
correctly, I don't think. Because <laughs> um, he was only feeling about half of the things that were yeah, that would like, pop up. Yeah. And it's like, well, you didn't feel any of those, so you have no idea what that part of it said. Um, but that is an actual, like, display technology. Yeah. Um, Braille is now an inter- in an interesting space. From what little I know of the blind community, um, so much... So many electronic devices have screen readers built into them now, or people use screen readers, that Braille is much less commonly used. Um, Not unused, of course. There's lots of people who use it. But you don't have to learn it if your phone can just read everything to you. Um, But that was neat. Um, David Strathairn did a good job. I mean, these are all like... Yeah, it's a great acted movie. Great actors, yeah. (laughs) I I didn't think they did a bad job. I didn't think the, the script was bad minus like uh, well i guess if the if core is i don't really know why these villains need to exist yeah why aren't they thinking bigger but um yeah it just felt like the pacing i know that's a bad like very imprecise word Mm -hmm. to use yeah it was written by phil alden robertson who like i looked up his career he's got some good movies under his name um or at least movies i know uh like ghost dad it's not actually the good <laughs> best thing to field of dreams there's a better one okay. or fletch he was uncredited as a writer on that like those are things all of me the steve martin movie like that's those are solid films um i don't think this was quite as solid as some of those um also he's a co-creator of the good wife and the good fight um, which is an interesting thing to see. That's what he's doing right now. <laughs> Along with the Kings. who did the good fight and the good wife. And also the TV show Evil. Did you know that, Felicity? Yeah. Uh, Alright, what else do you have to say? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, fairly straightforward. I was, I was hoping for more spy action mainly because it, it kind of sold itself as a spy movie i was in the mood for a spy movie mm-hmm. um i think anytime you cast robert redford in an espionage adjacent film there's certain expectations he just has that reputation nowadays mostly i think from like three days of the condor which i've never actually seen but is considered an important spy film yeah well you also have like the sting heist movie. oh yeah yeah he was in the sting another great you know, heist adjacent sort of film mm-hmm. con game. Um, also, here's a weird fact that I looked up that is true, but didn't sound true to me. Uh, ben Kingsley is like 10 years younger than Robert Redford. Oh, interesting. Um, well, that makes sense. Cause Ben Kingsley's still kind of doing film and Robert Redford has kind of retired. He was in Captain America at the Civil War. Yeah, it was not <laughs> a problematic. Well, it's it's complicated. But again, complicated. that was casting Robert Redford in an adja- in an adjacent spy movie sort of thing. In Captain America. Oh, I was thinking as Ben Kingsley as the villain. Oh in... no, Robert Redford. Ben oh, Kingsley yeah. was the villain in. Sort Iron, of in Iron Man yeah, three. Three. Okay. Okay. There we go. Woo. We were just. We were all over the place. No. Just all over. And the no, place. Ben Kingsley's casting in Iron Man three was complex. That was complex. And the fact that Bing Ben Kingsley was doing it confuses me. <laughs> Interesting. Rob 
Robert Redford in Captain America <laughs> was a higher up in Shield, and, and secretly was... spoilers for also that movie, a bad guy. Yeah, um, because that Captain America movie was like really Winter Soldier and Civil War were Hydra, Hydra, and the you know sort of. They were they were trying to be spy movies, but in a Marvel universe. Cool, you can tell we're really stretching for anything. We are. We are stretching anything. for content. So, so I I don't even know Ben Kingsley and Robert Ra- who's working right now. Yeah. Um, uh, this was set in the period of time when the cappuccino was shorthand for a, a smarmy drink by a smarmy person. Oh, that's did that's, they, did they get the, a cappuccino? No, but when he brought the box back to the fake NSA agents, one of them. Um, was like, oh, do you want a cappuccino? And it was, it felt like that cinematic shorthand for this is a wrong, wrong, wrong sort of guy. Oh, okay. Maybe it wasn't, but it was, it, the line stood out to me um, from that period because it was the 90s. Not everybody was drinking cappuccinos back then. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, just observations. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I did think the keypad entry bit. At the office was kind of funny. He's supposed to break into the office, and surprise, they've just put a keypad on the door. And those are are really hard to um, break into. Yeah, they're very secure. So he's getting the codes to try. He's like, okay, try this and then this. And he's like, okay. And then he just kicks in the door. That was good. Which which is the sort of thing that, like, kind of moves it towards a A comedy comedy heist, but never. But the tone never quite fits that. Yeah, the tone never quite... Quite hits that comedy. Like, I laughed at a few things, but I I was hesitant to say this was a comedy. You laughed at the end where they kind of had, like, this Armageddon moment where they're like, we're going to... Before we hand over the MacGuffin, we're going to ask all these things. We want all these things from the government. Yeah. And some of them were... We're kind humorous. of silly, yeah, they're, they're yeah. Again, silly. like Not almost super... funny, <laughs> like also like reasonable-ish yeah. demands, like a, a Winnebago, sure. Not like the gar- guy in Armageddon who's like, I don't want to pay income tax ever. <laughs> yeah, but that's could it kind of uh, reminded me. Oh of. yeah, no, it absolutely reminded me of that. Uh, I think this came out before Armageddon. So oh maybe yeah, this it was is, stolen. This is before. It's. Uh, I laughed at the beginning. The opening scene was in four by three. I I thought that was one of the most like the most interesting thing about the film was the opening credits. First of all, the opening credits were um, when they do the producers, the production companies mm-hmm. started out the credits, and it would start out in um, uh, what do you call it when you have words and you scramble the letters? Anagrams. Anagrams. So it started out in an anagram. And then it unscrambled itself to the Into actual the production the company. Yeah. Um, and it went as far as Robert Redford it did that. And mm-hmm. then for the rest of the actors, it didn't. And then it was in a 4-3 ratio. Yeah, which we just learned all about from, from Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. But you knew, I well, I figured you, the movie wasn't in 4-3 because the credits had gone. Split, were spilling um, over. In, in Yeah, over, over that. So, and then, so you watch that first... <laughs> Bless you. Flashback scene of Cosmo and Martin yeah. doing their computer hacking thing in 1969. And then when the scene is done, it backs out and it's like a TV screen. Yeah, you're watching a security cam. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a very smooth transition. It it 
played very well. It was able to tell you a lot visually of what was happening. Um, the four by three ratio kind of indicated this was the pass without having to like make it super explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there was a guy that they like made up to look super like a young Robert Redford, which I thought was very funny because I don't think he looked a lot like Robert Redford, but they're like, we're trying to make him look like Robert Redford. That's, and, and that's the guy who's the only guy who I you didn't, didn't recognize as one yeah. of that guy's. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that opening was the most interesting thing. And if the filmmaking had been that creative, that creative, then it could have been elevated, yeah, a better, better film. And Stephen Toblowski shows up two thirds of the way through. Yeah, I I know who that is. (laughs) Yeah, when they were like, oh, we're gonna go track down this guy with a cap. And then we see him in the restaurant for the first time. I go, oh, that's a very Stephen Toblowski looking chap. And then it was like, oh, it's definitely just him. It's definitely him. <laughs> like, that's, the, that's a pinnacle role for him. Not in terms of, like, quality of writing, because it was but kind of mediocre. But the type of character. There but it was, it was character. his type character just nailed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's about all. Yeah, I don't have a lot. <laughs> um... We don't always promise to have a lot to talk about. And we are at 20, 20 minutes. minutes. <laughs> so I might have been right. Uh, Tahiti's not in Europe. That was a good joke. Um, well, when, Bing, when Ben Kingsley catches Robert Redford in his office and is like, I'm not going to kill my friend and kill my friend. Yeah, tells his, tells his like lackey. It was such a confusing piece of dialogue and clunky. And I... yeah. It took till they were on the roof where I realized, oh, he meant that he personally wouldn't shoot his friend. He would have someone else. Yeah, somebody else. else do it. Like, so five or ten minutes later, I got... Yeah. It's not a joke, but I, I got the logic of the lies. <laughs> well, the first time it was meant to be a joke, it was like, I could never kill my friend, but I can have him do it. Well, uh, that would have explained the joke better it to would me have. if that, if that it would had have. been the dialogue. <laughs> Just not timed well. It yeah. was clunky. Yeah, the heist itself was pretty boring. Like I've I've seen a lot of heist movies, and this felt like a lesser episode of Leverage in terms of using it to tell a story or having you know really any stakes. Like I was never worried about Robert Redford getting caught. Yeah. We're- yeah, well, and we, we are so used to these sorts of things that we were, like, second-guessing. Like, when they made the handoff and it was to the wrong people with the chip, you were like, I certainly hope they didn't give them the, right, the real chip. Yeah. But they <laughs> but had. they did. So they had to go back it's and like They it. clearly didn't know what kind of movie they were in. Yeah. I was expecting them to double-cross and be like, we're just going to hang on to this real chip for yeah. a little while longer. And then you could have complications ensue because we want that chip. But but no. No. But no. Um yeah, and then it was where they had to gather the words yeah. of Stephen Toblowski's character so they could voice ID him. And I could have sworn when they were planning out this heist. They said it couldn't be recorded? They couldn't, yeah. I thought they said that too. They said, okay, you got to have the voice imprint to match the key card. Yeah. And, and someone asks, can we use recording? And they're like, no, I have to be up close. Yeah. And, and then they went and I got was like, what? <laughs> the recording. I, yeah, I didn't understand that either when they were recording it. Maybe it's also too, like, the, um, the sensors 
so they had they had motion sensors, so they had to raise the heat of the room because they, they also, also temp- had temperature, thermic, yeah, thermo stuff, and um, you had to move very slowly, yeah, and that's not very exciting to watch. No, it's actually not. Very Watching Robert Redford slowly. walk slowly across the room <laughs> is boring. It turns yeah. out. Uh, yeah, that was, it was, again, it's, it's, it's sort of like almost that you could be funny if you leaned into it a little bit more, but they took it very seriously and yeah, I was a little confused as to what it wanted to be. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You yeah. get that. Yeah. There's Sometimes. lots of movies out there. It's hard to make movies. It is. It's, it's hard it's to make movies. It's even harder to make really good movies. <laughs> there's, there's just a lot of pieces and people involved. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And this one just kind of under-delivered, yeah. especially with a cast as, like, as stellar. Yeah, as knockout as this cast was. Yeah, it was just underutilized. And... Yeah. yeah. Everyone in this has done better work. Yeah. Yeah. By a fair margin. Yeah. Anything else? I, I don't know that I have anything else. Let me probably double check. I, we probably got to 25 minutes. Almost 27. Uh, we should talk about our Patreon. Yeah, tell us about our Patreon. We have a Patreon where you can give us money for making episodes of this thing. We we make episodes when we watch movies. And we try not to watch mediocre movies. We try not those to. Those are hard to talk about. To talk about. <laughs> Either really bad, re- or yeah. good, or bad. They don't have to be really To be fair, good, this was really on, the, on a list of like best 50 best heist movies. Not high school, spy movies, and I well, maybe they just were running out of spy. Maybe, movies. maybe they were getting to the end of of the that the best ones. Yeah, because um, it was it was fine. Uh, yeah, we like to watch good things, and we go into movies trying to like them. We went and tried to like all of Zack Snyder's movies, real hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but we watch movies, we talk about them, we record those conversations. We're never going to stop doing that because. I mean, we might stop recording them one day, but we're still going to have the conversations. Uh, and we put them on the internet for you to listen to. And if you want to support us and help us keep doing that, you can support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash five degrees. That's our website. Yeah. Please wear it out by clicking on it and donating to us. What are our perks? We have two perks. One is you get secret bonus audio from all of the episodes. From the second the microphone turns on to the second the microphone turns off. Super double unedited episodes. Um, I don't know why you'd want that. We cut out the boring stuff at the beginning and end. But you can pay us for that boring stuff at the beginning and end. And also, you get to see movies we didn't watch in any given episode. Uh, Because sometimes, most of the time, I'll give Amy a list of movies to pick from. And she'll pick one she wants to watch, whatever she feels in the mood for. And then we'll watch it. And you can see what movies we didn't watch. This week's theme was spy movie. Yes. Did all of those movies come from your list? Like, Well, I used the list of, as a reference of, like, remind me of some spy movies. Like, top 50. Yeah. And then I went through it and was like, oh, this is a movie I've wanted to watch. This is one I've wanted to watch. That one seems interesting. Was Sneakers one of the ones you'd wanted to watch? Yeah. Yeah. Well... I don't remember every hearing of it. I heard about it at a Boy Scout camp when I was a teenager. Someone was like, I really like this movie. That's all I remembered. 
So it's been on my, like, I should watch this well, list. Well, you seem to think you owned it, so I didn't know if at some point... Well, because it's always been in the back of my mind as, like, a guy said he liked this movie. I should watch it. We went on to his server yeah, to pick and it, it up, wasn't there. and it wasn't there. So we, we had to go to HBO to yeah, watch it. where you can watch this if you want. Um, but, yeah, every everything except that Hitchcock one, which was a whole new thing to me, the uh, foreign correspondent... Um, had all been movies I had heard of or thought about or wanted to see. Um, I didn't realize that two of those movies were actually based on books by the same author. <laughs> John Le Carey. Yeah. Carey. Yeah. Um, it's like he's known for writing he is. espionage he thrillers. He is like, known for writing espionage thing. thrillers. That's his thing. I think he, he wrote for Hunt for Red October, but that was Tom Clancy, which is another famous yes. espionage author. Uh, so yeah, support us on Patreon. Give us a buck an episode, two bucks an episode, a hundred dollars an episode, whatever you feel like. You can set a monthly cap. So if we record too many episodes, you're like, "Whoa, I don't want to give you that much money." You don't have to. Um, but you can also support us just by listening to us and telling your friends and rating us on your favorite podcatcher app. Give us as many stars as you feel is appropriate. If that's one, hey, no worries. Don't come back. <laughs> we well, probably if. If it gives something one star, you're not going to You're probably not going to come back anyway. That's true. What's the old joke? Oh, yeah. Penn and Teller do a bit at the end of their shows. You know, if you liked us, uh, we've been Penn and Teller. If you didn't like us, I'm Siegfried and that's Roy. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Always like that joke. Anything else I'm supposed to say? I I think think that was everything. All right. Say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.